Mm-hmm. Well, good morning. That's right. Take a stretch. Walk down to the kitchen. Pour yourself that first cup of joe. Now wait for it. Wait for it. You're listening to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Got a problem around your house? Well, Lou is here all morning long taking your calls right here on House Smarts Radio. You know, you can never get too much of the Rolling Stones. Good morning. Lou Manfredini, House Smarts Radio, 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. I mean, it's July, and uh, it's a little chilly out there. Uh, anyway, welcome into House Smarts Radio. How can I help you this morning? All you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call. Um, we're happy to help you in any way that we possibly can. Good morning to Don. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Lindsay. How's everybody doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. A little chilly this morning. It is. And rainy. Right. A little rainy, yeah. That's what I was fighting today. I got in a conversation yesterday with a friend of mine about, uh, <laughs> I don't know how interesting this is, but our, our son and daughter are going to, uh, have any of you been to Mackinac Island ever? Have not. Have long, not. Long time ago. Long time ago? Like when you, me too, when you were a kid, do you have any memory? Uh, horses. Take your time. Horses. <laughs> I remember horses and bikes. So anyway, on the island, you know, oh. the you cannot, there's no cars. And there's some amazing hotel. Wait, don't you have some connection with the people that own the hotel or something? The, Mac, the like the, the I thought it was you, the Grand Hotel. It's like the some Grand. Be- oh, yeah. There's some beautiful hotel yeah. uh, on Mackinac Island. But, I don't but anyway, mention. that's not what my story is about. My story <laughs> is about that, well, so Lake, he- no, Huron? Is that, are we, yeah, Huron up there? Huron. Huron connects to Lake Michigan. Huron the, the air. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Don Kleppen's back. Yes. Um, They were, they're connected by these locks, right? So, and we were Ah. talking about one of my friends was saying, oh, I did that once. And he's married to a woman from Michigan. And they were first married. She's like, oh, we got to go through the Sault Ste. Marie locks. It's so cool. And he's from California. He's like, "Uh, yeah, how cool could that be? And he goes, it was so cool. (laughs) But then I started to ask the question, well, they, were they always connected or did they connect them for commerce? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because evidently the lakes are at different levels, the hmm. Great Lakes. But it turns out, don't worry, I investigated this for all of you that want to know, and inquiring minds want to know. Mm-hmm. The lakes were connected through a series of tributaries, like little fingers, you know, that weren't necessarily... Um, the water flows back and forth between the two lakes and then whatever, 200 years ago, whenever they did this and they were, uh, you know, doing commerce through the lakes and stuff, probably during the development of Chicago, right? When they were taking goods and services coming through the waterways, they created this lock system, which is so cool. Have any of you ever been on a boat and gone through locks? Just here in Lake Michigan, from from the river. From the river, right? It's so cool, right? You start to rise. 
that you they go in with the boats, the boats go to the side, they kind of hang on, and then they fill it with water, and then you go out into the lake. And that lock, which you can see right out of the studios, yep. um, it operates 24 hours a day. That crazy? That is crazy. That's kind of a cool job description. I'd like to talk up to that guy. You know, Andy, when I wanted you to do your podcast of Who Are You? Or, this is the guy right, I talked to. Right? That would be the guy. Yeah, right. Who's that person? <laughs> Who is that guy? Right? Totally. I'm Jimmy. I run the locks. You know All what right. I mean? It is right. kind of sweet. Just like that moving the cool. water levels around. Yeah. Right? So I'm just throwing that out there. You know, little food for thought. I have more food for thought today. The word of the day, gentlemen. Oh, here we go. Dilatory. Whoa. It's an adjective. And it means causing delay or tardy. Dilatory. What? Dilatory. I know. I'm just playing along. Well, you you created the I word. I know. <laughs> See, then I always worry because I say gentleman and then you'll go, and lady, you're the one that does the word. Dilatory. Dilatory. The word is dilatory. <laughs> it's like password. Password. Right. right? Password. Yep. The word is adjective for causing delay or tardy. Right? Slow so to That's act, our word of the day. This morning, see if you can uh, work that into. Now, what I don't want to be is dilatory in the start of this show. I'm out. Well played. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Remember our first call in the mornings? You don't call us, we call you. But you can call us at 857 557 Lou. Let's spin the big wheel. Here we're going to call. Ooh. Carolyn. In St. Petersburg, Florida. Is she in Florida? Wow. I love the people that listen down in the Sunshine State. Thank you, Carolyn. Carolyn, you are our first caller on House March Radio. Good morning. How may I help you? Good morning. Happy Saturday, and let's have some some coffee right now. How do you take your coffee? I am too, Lou. How do you take Good your morning. coffee? How do you take your coffee? Just a little skim milk. Skim milk. Hmm. Or, or wait, one percent. I yeah. didn't mean to say skim. Yeah, so it's I mean, good. you no just sugar. you just barely change the color of that thing, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, but I have a question. Sure. I had called you a few months ago. I'm in a condo, second floor. It's got a uh, high vaulted ceiling. The air conditioner was too small. I put it in a unit, and it's still struggling with the heat. Yeah. So the company came over and checked everything, and we decided that the next step is an attic fan. This home's, I think, about 30 years old, and they never had put one in. So I was just wondering. They don't do that. They set a roofing company. And I just wanted to know what should I know as a consumer when they come you're in a condo. Correct. You're the top floor of the condo. Second floor, correct. So, and then and your, the, your air conditioner is uh, central air. Central air yeah. in the attic. Right. And where is the you know, the condensing unit? You know that they that the big the big thing with the fan is that up in this up up and outside on the roof or is that on the ground? That's outside on the ground. Okay. Mm. And it's a 2.5 ton, so it's a good size. Mm -hmm. But the owner came back and he said, yes, it should be giving you a lot. I mean, it's still, I 
keep it at 72 right. because I know I'm trying to keep ahead of it. It goes up the other day, you know, our temperatures around what Chicago is and I live in Pittsburgh now, but anyway, it was up to 81. So wait, I wait, 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 you're okay. Wait, hold on. I just want to get this straight. You're calling me from St. Petersburg, Florida. No, I moved to Pittsburgh. I got tired of hurricane life. Oh. I moved back by my family. So you're in Pittsburgh. Correct. Okay. And, okay, because I, I, was, I was thinking Florida heat. Here's the thing, oh, with, yeah. the, here's the, yeah. here's the thing with the attic fan. Um, I like attic fans. They're great. I, I, and I And I think it will help you. So you say you set it at 72, but on, when it's really hot out, you can't get it, what, below 75? 81, 82. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know that you're going to make. Yeah, it's miserable. I don't. I don't know that you. I don't know that you're going to make that spread just with an attic fan. And it's crazy to me. Is there not in that attic of your? Do you have the ability to look up in that attic of your condo? Do you yourself physically? Yes. Yeah. And, and is there? And is there insulation up there? Yes. I've had them look at it, and they said it looks like it's sufficient. It's got the flexible um, ducts, and I just wondered, do you ever replace them? They said, no, they're good. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, for the the thing is, the unit I had was allegedly, this was a foreclosed property, mm-hmm. allegedly it was unit last August. Right. And it didn't keep up with it. That's when I hired the guy, he came, the company. And my family uses him, so it wasn't a total stranger. They highly recommended him. I trusted him. So we went with a much larger unit because the first one was only for 800 square feet. Mm-hmm. But this week I called him. I said, well, you know, here we doubled it, and it's no better, no difference. So then, you know, he checked every – he was here like an hour and a half checking every vent, everything. And the bottom line is we were thinking um, the attic fan because the way he explained it is when that – cold air is running through the ducts in the hot attic, then it just loses the coldness right. and comes out. But when I, So when I'm up in the attic, I can see those flexible vents. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that you would, before uh, I do an attic fan, I would add more insulation to the attic. Okay. And so we what were I, talking with someone a few weeks ago, and I looked I was researching that. So when you pull down that ladder right now and you go upstairs, you know, into that attic space, you like you come up and it's just is it a is there any kind of finished floor? You just see the insulation. I haven't gone. They took a picture. It was just mostly he said that standing area is very small. Okay. My condo is just under 1600 square feet. So right. it's a nice size. Nice size, right. So he said but yes, so here's but what he I, this is why, this where, is, go ahead. Where I can walk, he said it's like four by four. It's real yeah, small, small walking. Right. He says they have to walk on the beam. Okay. So when you go, and, and you don't use that space for anything up there now. No. Okay. I don't need it. So imagine if you can picture this, when I pull down the stairs and you see that hole up in the ceiling, it's like a big rectangle, right? Sure is, yeah. So when you call an insulation company to come and add like another 10 inches of insulation, okay, minimum, they're going to need to build a curb 
around that rectangle. So when the stairs come down, they'll almost be like a little sleeve that points up a little bit. We don't care about standing up in the attic. You don't use it. We just need insulation. And so that way, when they fill it with insulation, the little curb holds back the additional 10 inches of insulation. So is that more up against the rooftop? Not up against the rooftop because it's on the ceiling of your condo. So the insulation, so is that sprayed in? Well, it's probably like a loose-fill fiberglass or a loose-fill cellulose. Either one, an additional 10 inches of insulation, that would be a better use of your money, and then it would help to insulate those pipes, and it would also help to insulate the hot attic. It isn't that you don't need an attic fan. You could do that as well, but I think it's the added insulation that will make the world a difference for you. Okay. And again, it to be built like a curb. Right. So imagine that rectangle like a sleeve. I need a sleeve to come up so it's about 10 inches high. Or maybe the the you know the the insulation contractor may come and say, "Hey lady, you need another 16 inches." So whatever they're going to put in, that's how high that curb has to be. Okay. All right. And and you there's no there's no there's no such thing as too much insulation or ventilation and so they have to maintain both of them when they do it okay very good very good okay that's the next step then all right call me when it's all better i will thank you lou i appreciate a happy saturday happy saturday to you i appreciate you calling this morning you know what skim milk in coffee it's like why even bother i would just drink it black i'm a half and half guy that's what i want Bring on that half and half. Agreed. No, I don't use sugar in my coffee. Why, Lindsay? Because you're sweet enough, Lou. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, 857-5574. Lou, we'll take a quick break and be right back. 857-5574. Lou is our phone number. This is John in Richmond. Hey, John, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, John. How are you? How may I help you? Hey, I I got a room that I redid and I put some paneling up. Um, and now from moving pictures and lights and stuff, I have holes, nail holes in the paneling. Is there any kind of like little plastic plugs or something I could plug them ugly holes up with? Are they they're bigger holes like you hung big no, stuff no. or could I put a little patch no. in there? Just a little, you know, like a finished nail to hang pictures and, uh, yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, bar lights, uh, neon lights, stuff like that. Small nail, uh, small holes. If you go to the hardware store, they will sell you a set of Minwax colored crayons. And they'll be like a set of five. And it will, there'll be one of them that's probably close to the color of your paneling. You'll take the little Mm -hmm. crayon and you'll carefully fill the hole with the crayon to kind of match it. And then you may need to use like your fingernail or a plastic putty knife just to kind of scrape it around that hole to make it look nice, neat, and and finished. Okay, I will give that a try. You got it. Good luck. Appreciate you calling this morning. Thank you.
857-557-4. Lou is our phone number, 857-557-4568. We'll get back to your phone calls after this check of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. Now back to the smoothest handyman of Saturday mornings. Don't touch me, because I'm close to the edge. Bringing you sick beats and hot tips. Remember what they say, Sherry. If you're not good looking, you might as well be handy. Lou Manfredini <laughs> and House Smarts Radio. Is on the floor. It's that time again. This rejoin is in honor of T-Clep. Don's Cool Beats, who I, I get excited when I hear the word dilatory as well. Use it in this 630 newscast. Yeah, buddy. Well done, Don. Well Thank done. you very much. Yeah. Good job. Man, Welcome back. House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. You didn't change me. Um, I don't have an updated name, do I? No? Hold on. Two. Who would be two? Line two would be... Is this Tim in Orland Park? Hey, Tim. You're on House Marts Radio. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How may I help you, sir? Uh, Well, here's my quick question. Um, This last winter, I uh, put in a floor. Uh, It's a Pergo type of a floor, and I put in quite a bit of it. Okay. And uh, and I bought several, because I put so much in, I bought several batches. Uh, and the first batch clicked in, went down perfectly. The second batch that I bought did not click in so well. Okay. So what ended up happening was I fought with it, and I glued part of it down and put weights on it so that every piece would stay in its proper position. Mm. Come, come this summer... It's beginning to buckle as the heat expands it. Uh, I have bulges in it. So my question is, what should I do to not have to tear it all up? I was I was contemplating opening up the edges and putting something thin to, to, to maybe unglue it from the concrete. Um, but, but certainly it, it is... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on a second, uh, Tim. When you... When, I'm sorry, John. When you okay. when you uh, glued this, you glued the flooring to the concrete or you glued the flooring together? Uh, well, oh, as, as I put in layer by layer, I would I would put a little adhesive on there to keep it in place like sit down dog you know stay there <laughs> and I, I threw a little weight on top of it right and then i continued the process slowly but surely okay working but my way across. and then um, so my wait one other question before uh when you got to the wall did you leave a gap for the for expansion not ton, not tons of gap and in fact uh, i will even uh, reluctantly say that i put glue around the wall so it's stuck there you know <sighs> okay yeah so okay so the the mistake here and i'm not i'm not i'm just i'm just you know kind of giving you the advice here that you know that floor is not designed to be glued I it's know that it's now. it's designed to move and it's it and, and it will it will expand and contract and yep. um and so 
that you know you're you're with by gluing the perimeter now the parts that are are not glued you know the parts that worked out fine they're expanding and contracting and it's forcing the so much force that's where you're getting the buckling and so buckles pretty substantially you'd be surprised i mean I, oh yeah no it, it 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 and 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 that can happen that can occur even if you don't um glue it if you just go if you make the floor tight to the edges it'll just buckle like that so unfortunately the the fix for you is that you got to take up everything that you glued out and and so listen to that I had, I had put cabinets, uh, removed every cabinet, thinking that I was the cool guy. Right. And then I put the cabinets back on top of the floor, bracing it into place. Yeah, so, that 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 would be another area where that you know you typically with a a laminate floor you don't put stuff on top of it. You stop the floor in front of stuff because that weight will also not. I mean. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of instructions on how to lay these floors. There's a lot of YouTube videos that you can watch. Um, the glue option is not a good one. Um, yeah, and, and, I, the, and the cabinets on top. I mean, I I wish I had better news for you, but um, the, <laughs> well, I mean, I think that, you know, you could probably leave the cabinets where they are. You're probably going to need a multi-tool to cut the flooring in front of the cabinets, but you probably glued that as well. So that flooring's yeah. that flooring's got to come up. And then in this in the realm of when you said you bought a bunch of batches, but some didn't click. It was the same floor, same style, and everything. Same brand, same everything. The, the kitchen uh, it used to be a small kitchen, and then I expanded it. And right. I, I took an existing garage that was here, and I incorporated that into the kitchen. Got so it. now the kitchen's so big, we can throw a football from one side to the other. Right. Um, so it, it was like $4,000 worth of flooring, right. you can imagine. So well, I, it's like 30 feet by 20 feet. You know? Right. Six. So, I mean... I'm I'm sorry that this is occurring, and and I think that I probably when the when you couldn't get the next batch to click in, I think what have what probably would have been the the what you uh, should have thought of is I would have contacted the manufacturer because maybe there was some glitch in the manufacturing because it should all be the same, but if it wasn't going there, you know, there could have been some right, but I mean it could have been. A manufacturing issue that I would have addressed with them then and there. Now I don't think you can go back to that. And um, how many square feet do you think you glued? Um, only the last thirty percent of it, which would be uh, twenty feet by ten, maybe two hundred square feet. Okay. And is all the buckling occurring in that last thirty percent? One hundred percent. Yeah, it's all happening there. Okay. I bought a bunch of it. I used it. I realized I needed more. I went out and bought two, two, three hundred more square feet. I and I struggled putting it together. And as I was struggling, I was just like, "No, sit down, dog." And I and I put a little adhesive under there, and, and it worked. Um, of course, that was in the winter time. Come June, July, it starts buckling in these in those spots. So I think what so I would I so I would do this. I'd bite the bullet. That thirty percent that you know you glued down. That's got to come out. You're going to need to buy more material, 
but you're going to ha- and if if you buy another box to try it out, you know, to get it on there. If it does not clip properly, I would immediately contact the manufacturer to let them know about this so that they can either send a technical person as part of their uh, maker or they can say, oh, yeah, we had a, you know, it's, it's like any manufacturing of any product. That, that There could have been a defect. There could have been something that maybe maybe they can inform you, oh, yeah, we had this thing. We'll send you a different batch or whatever. But that way you can finish the project the right way. I appreciate your advice. Sorry about the troubles, bud. That's a tough one. And uh, I know a lot of times you're in the middle of a project and you're like, oh, I'll just do this. And I like the analogy of sit down, dog. Sit down, dog. Sit down, dog. <laughs> but you don't want to sit that dog with some glue on a, you know, any kind of floating floor. It's exactly what it's designed to do. It float, expand and contract. And you have to give it the space and uh, make sure that you're doing that the right so it doesn't come back to bite you in the rear end uh, long term. Thanks so much for the phone call. 84, no, 857 557 We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Need some help with that home project? I'm going to stop you, and I'm going to tell you that I don't want you to put this on your roof. And the reason is... Need a second opinion? You'd probably be better off trying to do this as opposed to something that's going to be a different color. Do you think you've tried everything? It's going to melt the wax, absorb the wax, Mm. and then you're Mm -hmm. just going to take a clean rag and wipe up whatever's left. Now back to your handy host. Well, why didn't I think of that? Lou Manfredini (laughs) and House Smarts Radio. Water and electric... Welcome back. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. This is Tim in Orland Park. Hey Tim, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. Hi Lou, how are you doing? I'm doing great. What's going on? Uh, I have a daughter who has moved to New York and had a little experience with the hardwood floor, and I need to ask a question. Okay. She did some laundry at uh, Laundromat, brought her home in a bag, took the laundry, wet laundry out of the bag, and stood the bag up. Well, apparently there was something in the bottom of the bag that was blue, like a label or something, and it leaked onto the hardwood floor, thus causing a stain. Can't get it off. Okay. And how long? about an about an, inch, about an inch wide and about maybe 10 inches long. And it, it only sat there for like maybe, she says, 30 minutes. So that means probably an hour and a half. But <laughs> <laughs> it sat there for 30 minutes. But when she, when she went to go wipe up the water, the water wiped up with the stain from the blue from the label. Oh. Uh, it permeated the floor. Into the wood. And as far as you know... The finish of the floor is there as well. I, 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 it looks to me like from the fix from a video because she's in New York. Right. It looks from a video that the that the floors look like they're hardwood. Right. Like they're not they're uh, laminate flooring, mm-hmm. but it, it definitely it looks like it went either the clear uh, was very poor or just it seemed like it seeped in. All right. Uh, we tried baking vinegar and water type thing. I was wondering would a hot would a, like a hot steamer work like you have like for floor cleaning or tile cleaning like a mm. steamer work? I think it'll embed it more. Here's what I wanted to try. 
it, it's not for this is not what it's designed to do but um, have you ever heard me talk about something called a marble poultice no all right so this is actually for if you have stains on like a granite countertop or a marble top you buy this mm. she can buy it in New York it's a little mm. container of a powder and it's called marble poultice P-O-U-L-T-I-C-E. Waiting for a nod from Lindsay that I spelled poultice correctly. I did. Thank you. Um, and um, I want her to mix that with a little water and make like a paste, like toothpaste. Okay. Put it over the stain. Take okay. some saran wrap and put that over the poultice and take some... Um, blue painter's tape and tape the saran wrap over the, the poultice floor. to the floor. Then have her take a toothpick. Okay. I know there's a lot of steps here. Take a toothpick. That's right. Poke a couple holes in the saran wrap. Okay. Let it sit there overnight. Okay. It will, it should, if the stain went through the finish, there's a chance. And Did this just happen? Yes. All right. So we're going to giddy up. This is her project today. Where in New York is okay. she? Where in New York? Uh, Astoria. Okay. So she's got to go to probably, I mean, she, hard, has, hard, she has a home. Yeah, Home, home Depot. Depot or, they'll have the poultice. Uh, the, it's hardware stores okay. in New York are hard to find. But they're around, but yeah, um, yeah. but they'll have it um, and um, and have her try this, and that may work. Lou, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling. Uh, have you been out to see her yet? Uh, no, I haven't. But uh, New York is, uh, she moved from Seattle to New York. Oh, and so uh, she's getting closer. She, oh, yeah, she's getting closer. But, you know, they, they like to call you, they like to call their fathers and age them with problems that they have in their new department. <laughs> so. I, I, is she, is she your only daughter? She's my only daughter. Yeah. Uh, uh, She's a wonderful person. I'm She's sure. the smartest person in the world, and there's some days I think that she has no common sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell people all the time, I have two I have two daughters and two sons, and when you look at the gray hair I have, I say, well, one side is one daughter, and the other side is the other. And they, uh, they always ask me, which side is more gray? I go, it depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good day, my friend. Bye-bye. 857-5574. I love... The daughters are the best. Lindsay, you're a daughter. I love daughters. I really do love my daughters. They're they keep me hip. They challenge uh, me. Yes. They 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 challenge me like crazy. Oh. And and they are something else. I'm and very know, challenged. You are yes. At the moment. You are not my daughter, but you are challenging too. Uh, that's not what I said. <laughs> oh, what did you say? I said I'm challenged by my Oh, you own are daughters, challenged. Yes, you are correct. Right. <laughs> Right. Oh, and you had a daughter, and and you had daughter. How the braces going? Sadie oh, got braces. Lord. I've never seen more. I mean, we could have had some Oscar winning. Material. Really, the performance? Like, oh my gosh! Uh, you have uh, no yeah. idea. Can she not move her mouth at all? Poor thing. No, she's better. It was just one. Like I, you know what I think it was? I think it was like a claustrophobic feeling for her. Oh, like sure. she couldn't get it off. Sure. The dropping to the knee. I mean, it was like watching a mini me. I mean, it was like karma 
This was my payback for all the years that I did this oh to my, my mom. God. I've never seen anything like it. That's a video you needed to send to your mother uh, and father and, say, and just <laughs> just with it. I'm sorry. I've already told her. I've, she, I've already told her. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I was just handed this uh, from Lindsay because, you know, I don't know my geography about Sweden and Switzerland. If you're in Switzerland, you're never more than 10 miles from a lake. In Sweden, the official language is Swedish. ABBA is probably the best-known Swedish band. No, that's Sweden. Yeah, Swedish. Yeah. Uh, I'm so confused. Are you talking about Switzerland or Sweden? That was Sweden. Wait a minute. Are you Swedish when you're from Switzerland, or are you Swedish no, when you're, you're Swiss from, from your, when you're from Switzerland? Okay, wait a minute. ABBA is probably the best-known Swedish band. Right, they're from That's Sweden. That's on my Sweden sheet. Yeah, they're from Sweden. That's correct. So you're Swiss when you're from Sweden? No. So when you're from Switzerland, you're what? You're Swiss. You're Swiss. And when you're from Sweden? You're a Swede. You're a Swede. Oh, Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an old rejoin. And I get paid for this. But it makes me laugh. Right? Oh, my God. Welcome back. 857 is our phone number. I think Don maybe stepped away. Uh, I gave him a big shout-out for his use of uh, dilatory in the 630 News. And then Andy just cranked it up. It, you know, it's you know when you're hosting a radio show, there's a lot of things that happen during the newscast. So I don't always, I'm listening, but I may miss it. But then when I hear it, like live, it just makes me so happy. You're like a proud papa. I'm yeah. like a proud father. Exactly. And I and here's the thing. I had nothing to do with the word. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to take all the pride credit, right? That's good. Uh, you know, that's it's, right. it's like, you know, raising your kids. You're like, oh my God, your kids are so great. I'm like, yeah, it's their mother. <laughs> their mother did everything. Shh, you don't know? tell anybody. I, don't tell yeah, anybody. Yeah, right. Some of the credit, yeah, I'll, I'll take a little of the credit, but but no, that was good. Nicely done, gentlemen. Right, thank, thank you. you. Are, are you, Lindsay, just sort of hiding in the... The fact that you create the word so you don't feel you have to use the word? Um, maybe a little bit, but like, yeah. I feel like dilatory I could use today <laughs> often. Okay. It's a dilatory right. kind of day. It's it's a dil- well, I mean, because like, you know, it's like, Lou, we have to break. You're dilatory. Let's move it. <laughs> there right. you go. Okay. Yeah. That works, right? That's where sure. I was going with it when I create, like when I make the word or when I look for the word, I always think of a way that or where I could use it. And then sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Of course, today you're going to be on time for all of your breaks uh, intentionally. Doing very well. I mean, I don't I know, know a lot of people see- notice that, but <laughs> do, I, I do think you think that- dilatory uh, is where dilly dally came from? Ooh. Mm. It's a good question. Just thinking or out dilly loud dilly. Here. Yeah. How about dilly dilly? Dilly dilly. Mm-hmm. What That's was that? Right. That wasn't that, that the Bud those Light Bud Light thing? commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Dilly dilly. I think that I think Bud Light should come back with all those things. That poor Bud Light's getting uh, <laughs> having a hard time these days. Yeah. And uh, bring those frogs uh, back. Oh right? yeah. Bring the frogs back. Just full on. Like go back to nostalgia and bring it right. back. And get, What's up? Wasn't that them? <laughs> yeah. Right? Bring yeah, those guys back. That's right. They should just. They should just double down and say, here we go, we're selling Bud Light. You and the know? guy with Dr. Gally Weekitz, or whatever his name was. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right? Just come on, man. You know, I mean, the thing is, I don't, I, I'm not a Bud Light drinker, you know? Right, right. But, uh, but uh, you know, come on, people. It's a beer. It's a good American <laughs> brand. 
It's you know what it is for the people that are gluten free. They can drink Bud Light. That's they can. true. Yeah, because it's made with rice. Mm-hmm. You, Andy, do you have any gluten free people in your life? Uh, I do. Right. So Bud Light's a big one. But uh, my uh, my 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 dear friend Chris Jakubowski, she's a Bud Light Lime one. You oh. know what the nice thing about the Bud Light Lime is? You don't get the scurvy. <laughs> Thank like goodness. the pirates. Arr, <laughs> that's nice... another Bud Light Lime. I don't Arr. want the scurvy. It's a good benefit. <laughs> good benefit, right? There you go. <laughs> 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines here and speak with Brian, who's in Elburn. Hey, Brian, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm doing great, sir. What's, what's happening? How can I get rid of bowls underneath my concrete patio um i don't really want to use poison unless i have to because it's secondary poisoning uh for the hawks and stuff around the neighborhood yep um just just looking at the options i might have i have the best option for you it's called the bonide sonic spike so this thing is a plastic it looks like a giant plastic railroad spike and you're going to buy it at the hardware store you're going to put three c batteries in it right where you're seeing these guys come under the patio you're going to take a broomstick handle and put a hole in the dirt you're going to engage this thing and you're going to put it into the hole and what it does is it chatters under the ground every like 28 seconds i think is what they do and it mimics okay. it mimics the sound of a rodent in distress and it works amazingly well it works for okay. it works for moles and voles and even though it's not designed for this i use it for chipmunks and it works great Okay, yeah, because I've got, they keep getting larger and larger, and I get rid of them. Right. Yeah, no, it, 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 it really does work. Each spike works in about a 30-foot diameter area. You know, they can hear it. So depending on okay. how big the area is, you may need more than one. But if you give it, like, two or three days, I think you'll see a, a, a definite benefit. And then you're not poisoning anybody. You're not killing them. You're just relocating them somewhere else. Awesome. I appreciate it, Lou. Thank you very much. You got it, bud. Appreciate you calling. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Hey, we all have that love-hate relationship with our homes, right? There's so much electricity in this house. I can't even comb my hair. It stands out like I just stuck my finger in an electric socket. But you've got to be nice to your house. In frustration, I banged that box with my fist and the heat started again. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I fixed it. Then it will be nice to you. But now I'm popping up on my bed and hitting it with a baseball bat. So if you're looking for... Other ideas. Now's the time to call Lou. He's taking your calls live right here on House Smarts Radio. Hey, how you doing, baby? You look mighty fine. I figured I might come your way and roll up on you with that golden. Welcome back. Eight five seven. Are you doing the floss? Is that what you're doing? Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou is our phone number. Go back to the phone lines. This is Arlen in Northbrook. Hi, Arlen. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. 
Good morning, Lou. How are you? Doing great. Good, good. So, um, got a question here. I when I opened up my grill uh, this spring to start grilling, um, I left my um, my smoker box on top of the grill, and just and uh, mice decided that was a good home. Sure. So they built a nest. So I had to throw that out. I cleaned the grill, top to bottom, took it all apart, and uh, said, "Well, I'll never do that again." And my I bought the I bought the grill at my local Ace, and they said, you know, get some bone-eyed um, um, repellent packs, you know, the peppermint. So I put that underneath the cabinets, and um, so I felt pretty comfortable with that. But uh, we didn't use the grill for about a week and a half, and I opened it up on July 4th to put a couple of steaks on. And lo and behold, when I turned the burners on, the right burner started flaring up. I'm going, why is this happening? I shut it off, and lo and behold... There was another new home for my friends, uh, the mice. And so um, I uh, took it all apart again and cleaned everything, including the firebox. So my question to you is, what else can I do besides these mice packs? Um, should I get some peppermint oil and spray it in the cabinet, mm. um, spray it around the grill, um, move? I don't know. No, you know, I think that the really Arlen, the 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 answer for you is really quite simple. You need to grill more. You gotta you gotta you, you gotta know, be on, you gotta be said. you gotta be on that grill, babe, like two three times a week now. I mean, because and and you know what is, is there a, is there a Mrs. Arlen? Uh, yeah, she's the CEO of the corp. Okay, so uh, you got to go to the CEO and say, uh, boss. I, I talked to Lou, and he said I got to grill at least three times a week to get rid of this mouse problem. So uh, you're going to need to be going to the butcher shop and getting good cuts of meat, vegetables, whatever it might be. No, um, I'm kidding about that. But um, where is this grill physically in your home? It's right outside our house. It's um, The back of it is, I don't know, maybe maybe a foot and a half, two feet away from uh, the, the house. fence. Right. From the fence, and it's, yeah, and and is it is it patio. is it a is it a, a propane or natural gas? Natural gas. Uh, it's a Weber Genesis. Got it. You know, so you can't really move. You can't really move it that far because it's got a hose going to it. Well, I could I could certainly move it further away from the fence. Not that much, but I could certainly move it further away from the fence if that would help it. Here's what I think I would try. So it's all nice and clean now. Um, those uh, those uh, packets, those uh, sachets that you got from Bonnet, those should actually work in there. But the other thing you may want to try, you said it's on a patio. Um, there is a, a product that Bonnet also makes called Repels All, which is a shake. That you could shake around. The, it doesn't smell that great. It repels you initially when you put it down as well. But you could sprinkle that around the base of the grill to kind of keep them, uh, you know, from coming there. And I assume you cover this grill when you're not using it. Right, right. Yeah, so it's yeah. nice and dark yeah. and right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, the rodents are creatures of habit. And so... They um, they will come back to a place that they know is safe and secure, right? So that you just got to make it as uncomfortable for them as possible. So if you keep up with the with the 
with those bonide packets and um why am I th- blanking, Lindsay, on the name of the bonide? I know Fresh Cab is the other one, but bonide's repellent is called what? Mouse Magic. Mouse Magic, thank you. Mouse Magic, yeah. And maybe put a couple of those down there, you know, along with the shake around there. So they're like, oh, I don't like the smell, and I don't like the smell inside there. And quite honestly, you need to grill more. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what they said at the Northbrook Ace. Sure, they're not grilling enough. Yeah, those are good. Pe- um, listen, those are good people at the Northbrook Ace. So I would listen yes, to them. They are. I would listen yes, to them. Yes. Oh, um, they are good people. There's no question about it. So are you saying this mouse magic is different than the sachets no. um, packs that I have? Well, you. You said you got Bonide. Mouse Magic is the bon- is the Bonide product. Put a couple of those in the cabinet, but then buy right. this Repels All Shake and okay. put that around the grill and along the fence so you make it uncomfortable for them. And then, you, you, then with that too, what you want to do is um, you know sprinkle it. Leave the bottle. Leave the bottle in the cabinet, and then when you go out to grill, sprinkle some more. Like do it for like. Once a week to really make it uncomfortable, and eventually they'll go somewhere else. Okay, well that sounds great, Lou. You're my hero. Believe me, <laughs> you don't you don't know, but you're my hero. I pre I appreciate it. You have a good day. Thanks, Thanks for calling in eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. I'm his hero. That's pretty good, right? Uh, let's do this. Uh, we have a noodle two that I think so. At first. I'm just going to say this. She, me and Lindsay, not excited at first. And then something happened, right? You, well, there's was a whole bunch of things that happened that we can't talk about on the air. But what? our Noodaloo 2 is something that you really like. I have a lot of questions, though, and it has to do with staying organized and keeping you and your family on the same path. So important. That's coming up after this report of WGN Radio News. Hmm. Time now for Noodaloo 2. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New to. New to Lou. Good times, noodle salad. No noodles. It's new to Lou. But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? One up, I eat everybody. Now back to Lou Manfredini, New to Lou 2, and House Smarts Radio. Papa's got a brand new bag. Our Noodaloo 2 is sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. When you need a new ride, you need a new Chevy. You know, Lindsay, we don't get to do, uh, we haven't done any remotes, really. I mean, the last time we did a remote, we were in Ireland. Um, and that was really just because we wanted to do it, right? It wasn't like a sponsored thing. I was thinking, you know what would be a fun thing to do? Because the technology exists. What if I did the show one Saturday from the cab of my Chevy Silverado? Like four hours, just set it all up, right? You could sit next to me. We don't have to drive around. We could sit and do it. And we'd be all plugged in. We'd just be in there, you know, luxuriously, um, you know, kind of um, enjoying the, sh- the the cab of my very nice, what I called my gentleman's truck. Ah. Right? I, I would be into that so when, 
When I told my wife when I when I got my Chevy Silverado, I said, "Oh, this is a gentleman's truck. It's a very nice pickup truck. Like it's very well appointed." And so then she started telling people, "Oh, it's a gentleman's truck." Like, "Oh, is that they make that?" I go, "No, it's like you know, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a. I, I, while I do work and I do I do put two by fours and stuff in the back, I'm not a contractor. It's a you know, it's it's a it's a blend between a truck and and I, I forget it. some I can't when I was younger." Like in the trades, there was a developer that I worked with, an older guy, and he had a really, really nice truck. And that's where I first heard it. He goes, this is, you know, it's nice in the, you know, he didn't say it, but, you know, very nice in the front, party in the back. You know, like where you put all the two-by-fours and the tools and stuff. But I thought that was pretty cool. Gentleman's truck. Okay. Um, I'm a little concerned so my wife and I, now we're in business together, my wife and I, and so, you know, we, we have a couple hardware stores. She helps run my little media stuff that I do, and so we have a shared calendar that we have. So when my wife puts an appointment in the calendar, like, hey, you got to be on this call, blah, 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 it pops up on my calendar, and I know it's there, and it works out great. I assume that every kind of married couple has that. Many do, Lou. Many do. <laughs> but for those who don't, this is the answer to that. <laughs> Growing up, my mom always kept a calendar on the wall to keep track of all of our activities, mine, my sister's, my brother's, theirs. Fast forward to today with my own family, but we're living in a digital world. Could I create a paper calendar to hang near the door? Yes, but I don't want to enter everything twice, digitally and by hand. Could we share an online calendar? Yes, but do we do it? No. This weekend's new to Lou 2, Dackboard, might be the answer though. Dackboard describes itself as a digital wall calendar. It takes your Google Calendar, Outlook Calendar, or your iCloud Calendar and rolls it into a digital agenda that updates automatically. It basically looks like a fancy flat screen TV monitor that displays and updates your calendar versus, you know, Seinfeld reruns. But instead of a white background, it can cycle through your own photos or a generic album that Dackboard provides. And you can take it far past being a smart calendar. It supports all kinds of integrations like weather forecasts, RSS feeds, news headlines, to-do lists. Now, I initially thought this thing was way too pricey. A wall display with the Dackboard program installed starts at $3.99. Although they do have beautiful wall displays for that price, I wasn't really into the price range for myself. However, you can build your own with the Dackboard CPU for just $99, which can turn any TV monitor or display into a Dackboard. You could even access it from like an old tablet or a phone and simply leave that on your table or mount it somewhere. Dackboard provides very good instructions on how to get your own display set up. There is a background package that's free. It's a basic, updatable calendar that will absolutely do the trick. But why stop there? They also give options for monthly subscriptions to make the most of your calendar, customizing it. Their templates are giving you the option to create your own and sync multiple calendars to multiple screens. Subscriptions start at 5 bucks and go up to 30 bucks. but those higher ones are mainly just used for larger businesses. So if you're using it for your home, it'll be on a lower end. Overall, I think this is a great way to digitally connect the family, connect those calendars if this is what you're looking for. Check it out. For more information, you can check out Lou's House Smarts YouTube channel and be sure to click that subscribe button while you're there. 
You know, the one thing that it doesn't do is like the calendar on the wall. Like you're, you said, your mom used to have a calendar on the wall. And, you know, you add all kinds of stuff and you can't tell what it is. Because everything happens like on, on Tuesday, you know, you're constantly adding stuff. Oh, doctor's oh. point, whatever. And they're like, what's happening there? You can't quite see, right? Because you've got to like scroll down. <laughs> right. Um, right. Well, this one kind of makes it like right now I'm looking at this calendar that I have on our screen. And on the 15th, well, next next Sunday is uh, yeah. <laughs> David's birthday, my husband's yeah, birthday. Yeah, right. Sure, right. And so on Saturday Boy, night. Boy, that's on the calendar. But that's on the shared calendar. That's on the calendar. Well, we don't have a shared calendar. But this one we do. But I have about 18 different reservations that night for dinner because you know, I like to have options. Right. So there's like a whole screen that's dedicated to that. So you can see all. So you don't have to scroll. You can see everything that's yeah. happening. So if you put this on, uh, they sent Lindsay the samples. So she's been, uh, you've been playing around playing with around it. Playing around with um, it. Um, so, okay. So in the, in the case of my wife and I who share a calendar, yeah. cause we love each other. Um, oh, and- we don't, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you could marry that to that calendar. Oh, So yeah. you could have this hanging Absolutely. on in the kitchen wall and then like you're in there having your coffee. Cause you know, maybe you're not looking at it, and you look up. Oh, I forgot. I got a doctor's appointment today at two. Oh, right. Or, right. I got to go to the dentist or whatever. Yes. Because it would be there, and then, oh, it's on my phone, too. And all that information, um, does it also allow, you know how on the, uh, I know you and I both use Apple phones, you know on the calendar on Apple, Mm -hmm. you can put, like, extra information, Um, you know, that where, you know, like, you'll, you'll, you know, like, if I have an appointment, um, the... um, The room number, the building. Right, Like, building 202. Yeah. Well, um, there are, like... Tons of different templates that you can, you do all of this on the website and then it updates automatically to the screen or the display. Um, there's tons of different templates, whether it's for, you can do calendars, but you can also do it for like businesses. Like you could put menus up there. I mean, that's like the, there's, like oh. I said in the thing, there's different subscriptions for someone like you and me at the home. We would just use like a smaller, regular, more calendar type subscription but there's like a million different options for this and you don't have to use the display necessarily that they sent me right you can connect it to you know your own tv or wherever but this for our family would be awesome to have right at the door as you're kind of like walking out in the morning you just go oh and then you don't have to write it all down into it so i mean so even though you and david don't share a calendar like you know kind of just the dynamics of any kind of family i I mean i'm 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 I know the answer to this, but you're kind of in charge of the family calendar. Like, you sure. know, there's a soccer yes. game. Yes. Um, you know, like a, the like the, the soccer tournament that you were at the last week that went on for four or five Ever? days. And in 100 degree heat. Oh, yeah, and you didn't one. have any, you didn't have any water mm-hmm. and no snacks. Mm-hmm. And we, that was a whole nother thing. But anyway, yeah. you, so you could, you could do that. And then he, so David. Or anybody else could come. Oh, there's that soccer game, whatever. It's a nice little reminder. Yes. I mean, or for, it'd be really, let's be honest, it'd be a reminder for him. I would put it all in the calendar (laughs) and it would just be like flashing red lights as he walks out. Hey. Right. Well, but I mean, there's a lot to, yes. Right. For everybody. Right. To kind of know. I think it is, it it might not work for some people that, you know, but this for our family, this would be Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I wonder, too, if then they'll, you know, it'll be like uh, uh, something that they'll improve and then add more features, too. You know, that would be kind of a cool thing. 
Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, go to uh, uh, go to youtube.com slash TV and you can learn more about this cool DAC board to help you and your family stay organized. All right. Let's do this. It's um, 7.46 in the morning. Our phone number is 857-557-4LU. We will take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. You're tuned into Lou, answering your questions about your home. Every time I speak to neighbors or people about it, I always say, well, I got this because I talked to Lou Mantavini. All you have to do is pick up the phone. Somebody asked just this week about, what do I do about woodpeckers? And I said, well, <laughs> I picked this on my house because Lou Mantavini and WGN Radio. Here he is now, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Josie's on a vacation far away. Welcome back. 857-557-4LOU. Go back to the phone lines. This is uh, Mike in Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, Mike. Hey, Lou. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, sir. How are things in Lexington, Kentucky today? Well, they're bright and sunny here this morning, although we've had quite a bit of uh, high windstorm damage recently, and mm. that's what brings me to giving you a call. I'm so glad I could get through. Absolutely. Here's my problem. I accidentally mixed a small amount of bar chain oil into the fuel tank, and I want to know how I might be able to rectify that situation. The, the fuel tank of what? Of the Oh, I'm sorry. It's a chainsaw. Okay. Does it start? Uh, I gave it a few pulls. It has not started. It was starting just fine prior to me uh, doing this. Mm -hmm. I did drain the fuel uh, out of the uh, tank right now. Okay. The fuel is typically a 40 to 1 mix. Right. So, and and do you you mix it yourself or do you buy the pre-mixed fuel? I go to Ace Hardware and I buy my forty to one mix. Yeah, yeah, it's very. That's a very. It's a very popular um, thing to do, especially with chainsaws because they don't. You know, they don't use a lot of fuel. You know, you can cut a long time on one of those two cycle motors. Um, so I think it'll clear out. But what I would probably do. So right now it's empty. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, uh, the, that that can the problem is that oil is so heavy if it gets in there. But you okay, so you inadvertently used the bar chain oil, but then you tried to start it and it wouldn't start. Right. Okay. Right. All right. So, there, are you familiar with a product called Seafoam? I am. It's amazing you you recommend that because I haven't. I was going to try that, but before I I took a step, I. I Took a wild whim and said, "I'm going to give Lou a call and see okay. if I might be able." To, but here, here's to what I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pour like I don't know, uh, a, a, a half a cup of it into the tank all by itself. And then I don't want you to try and start it, but I do want you to pull. So leave the switch off, okay? And I want you to pull it a few times. To, to, for it to bring the fuel and choke it with the switch off, and I want you to pull it a few times for it to draw that seafoam in to the carburetor. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Then 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, half a dozen times, pull it, pull it, pull it, pull it. Let it sit there for, you know, a f- couple minutes, few minutes. Drain the rest of the seafoam back out of the tank. Then put your 40 to 1 mix in there, you know, fill it up. And then okay. go ahead and fire that bad boy up. Okay. And and, and obviously uh, use the primer bulb with the seafoam in there to kind of Correct. make sure so it, it gets... So just like you system. were going to start it, but you're going to leave the switch off so it won't start. Got but it. But it'll draw the fuel in. Let it sit there so that it breaks apart some of the, you know, the heavier oil in the carburetor. Drain out the seafoam. Again, prime it with the real fuel, with the true fuel or whatever you're using in there. And um, and then fire it back up. It should start. Okay. Well, just like all your other advice, I've done many things in the past while I've listened to you over the years, and uh, I'm very confident this is probably going to do the job for me. Appreciate you're, it. You're very kind, Mike. Have a great day. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-5574. Lou, this is Greg in Valparaiso, Indiana. Hey, Greg, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. What's What's happening? I've got an exterior staircase, two stories. The treads need replaced, and I don't want to use wood. I want to use something synthetic so I don't have to worry about maintenance. Any ideas? The treads I find are not solid enough, you know, to span, you know, the treads for a staircase. So right now you have a solid, like a 2 by 12 or something like that? Exactly. And, and it's, you and know, I- it needs to be replaced. I don't want to have to stain these things every couple of years. Right. And are there and are there just two stringers holding the steps or are there three? Uh there are three. So there's a center one. Yes, there is. Okay. And would you happen to if you had to guess how wide is the overall staircase? It's uh, uh, uh well, it's got to be about 3 feet? 4 feet. About 4 about I guess it's four feet. Okay. And there are and there are sixteen there must be four stringers because there are sixteen inch centers. Oh, there's four stringers. Okay. Yeah, there are four yeah, there are sixteen inch centers. I did measure that. There, there are sixteen inch centers, so it must be four. Okay. Well, um so you could use um you know what I would use on that? is um so trex makes a a product called enhance and it is a capped synthetic board but it has little ridges on the bottom okay so it is a more it, it it's a product they're 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 not enhance, no enhance, right? Their entry level, uh, Trex's entry level deck is enhance, right? Isn't that right, Lindsay? Yeah, because Transcends is their is their their high end line. The Transcends line is the one that you can bend and shape. This enhance one is a straight board, but it's more rigid. But it can't cannot span, and this is true of like Timber Tech and other products too. More than sixteen on center. So at 16 inches, it would be rigid, rigid enough underfoot that it wouldn't feel like I'm going to fall through or something. Correct. And so 
um, the transcend line is not the one you want. You want the enhance line. And you would, okay. you would, but here's the thing, what happened with the tread, because, you know, they're, they're deck boards. So they're typically five and a quarter, right? And yeah. um, probably what you're going to end up having is you're going to start at the front because you're going to need that. And, and they also make up like a one by material for the kicker, right? So you're going to, you're going to take the treads and the kickers all off and you're going to start at the bottom and you're going to put your kicker on. And you're going to put a full deck board, you know, the full uh, width of a board is going to be your first piece. Then you're going to have a second piece with a little tiny gap, right? And um, okay. and you're probably going to have to rip the last piece after you put the next kicker on that's against the kicker where you're never really going to step. You know what I mean? So you'll have, you'll have two full boards, which will be five and a quarter a piece, so you'll be at... Uh, you know, 10 and three quarter probably with the gap mm -hmm. and your sure. treads are probably, you know, 11 and a quarter, 11, three quarter. And then you'll put a little rip piece at the back end. Which doesn't matter. No one's going to step on it anyway. Correct. But here's what I would do. This will work, but go to the lumber yard, buy a board, right? They come in different lengths and um, try one out first before you buy the whole thing. Yeah, just to make sure I can live with yep. the... Uh, yeah, correct. Give that a shot and it should work for you. Oh my gosh, I'm running late. Uh, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal oh. Foundation. Dilatory? Are you oh. dilatory? Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold on. I don't have, I don't have okay. my horn. I don't You're have my later. horn. I'm even later. Hold on, but I got to do it. I got to do it. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Oh, my gosh. We've had the worst problem with ants at our house, and I've used my go-to traps that I love. Since I did that, the ants are gone. Bringing you lots of useful information. Now, it could be a combination of all things that I did, and this was the, the final rocky punch, right? I can't see anything. And lots of, well, fun facts. Remember in Rocky 2? They're rolling Rocky in a wheelchair. The reporter says, Hey, Rock, any brain damage? And now his eyes are completely swollen. Shut <laughs> he goes, Not that I can see. Now back to Lou. <laughs> what were we talking about? Right here on House Smarts Radio. <laughs> Welcome back. 857-557-4LOU. Um, hey, uh, I have a question, Lindsay. How, how long? How long have you been married? Um, almost twelve years. I mean, almost like on the cusp. Thirteen years. What? What do you mean thirteen? Is it twelve or thirteen? Like twelve, thirteen, almost thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> a Andy, you're newly married. How long have you been married? Uh, nine months exactly today. Oh, well, happy nine-month anniversary. Happy anniversary. Don Kleppen, how long have you been married? It'll be a month on Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. Look at all these married couples. <laughs> I have been married to my beautiful bride for over 33 years Amazing. now. Nice. Wow. And today is the anniversary of my niece. You know, you hear me talk about Mike Jakubowski and his lovely wife, Chris Jakubowski. Their beautiful daughter, Ellen, who's like, well, she is my niece, Ellen. And her handsome husband, Christopher, have been married seven years today. Wow. Wow. 
and they have two beautiful sons, Mason and Cooper, and they are just lovely, and we love them. Happy anniversary. Love wins. Love. I love when love wins. It's a good thing. I love, I love those two, and congratulations to them. Yeah, Do they have a so, shared calendar? Uh, I will find out. Potential anniversary gift. Fun fact. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Fun fact. Andy? We do. You... Yep, we do. See? Andy, nine months married, mm-hmm. shared calendar. Shared Don. calendar. Don, Gretchen? Not yet. Not yet. Oh they're, they're new. It's a month. It's yeah. a month. We got a list right? brewing of things to, uh, right. to add. So... I just don't get why. Uh, I, I think husband. I, I realize we need our. Um, I know that we need our separation. We need our own space. But like the shared calendar, I think is a. It's a not. Thing. It has nothing to do with the shared space. It has to do with like. He doesn't have a Google account. I have Gmail. He doesn't have the Gmail, and like he. Can't, but you both have can't. Apple phones, and there's a calendar on that that like works really well. Then you have to like That's transfer it all. You use the Apple calendar, yeah, right? We share an iCal. Hmm? Yep. iCal. He likes he likes saying that too. Hi, Cal. Hi, Cal. Hey, it's on the Hi, Cal. Hi, Cal. He's so, so happy. We're like, we so don't know how to do it. We're like old curmudgeons. We don't know how to figure it out. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> well, happy anniversary, uh, Christopher and Ellen. Uh, we love you so much and so happy. That was a fun wedding, man. That was a fun wedding, um, and they're awesome. They're just awesome, and their boys are great. Cooper and Mason are just the best. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines. This is uh, Mary Lou in Palos Heights. Hi, Lou. Nice to talk to you. I have a mosquito problem. Um, there's mosquitoes in the house every day. I'm uh, at least five that I'm trying to catch and I don't know where they're coming from. The air conditioning is on all the time. The doors are closed. They have no standing water. What do I do? So it's it's mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, yes. Hmm. Well, that's what they look like. Yes, yeah. Well, they're not. Are they smaller than mosquitoes? No, I mean they 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 mosquitoes. they land on you and they go on. Tell me about like how about the screen? Well, no, no, wait, wait. There there're not too many landing on me. I find it on the wall or, you know, um Oh, so they're like bouncing off the walls. <laughs> they're bouncing off. Yeah, the no, walls. no, but in other words, it's yeah. not like you're sitting around going, "How did I get all these mosquito bites? I've got the air conditioning yeah. on, no. the doors are closed." Right, right, yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Right. Well, they're sneaking in somehow, right? I know. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, the thing is, A, mosquitoes don't live that long, and um, you, we need to find the source. Like, but, but you say the windows aren't open at all? No. Well, I mean, I, I, every once in a while, I go outside to the patio and, and yeah, you right. know, water the sure. plants. But, right. You know, I mean, just nothing. No, no. And I went to, I went to our wonderful Ace Hardware at 127th and Ridgeland and Palos mm. Heights. They're wonderful people. Oh, I love uh, those he, people down in Palos. I know. They're so now. Dan and, uh, Dan and, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his wife's name? Dan and, I don't, Dan. I don't know. I talked to I can I picture them both. I just saw them. Okay, it'll come that. to me. They're lovely people. Anyway, so they went down there okay. and they said, you're crazy? No, I'm kidding. What did they say? Yeah, they <laughs> they said, "Oh no, it's her again. We're closed." Right, right, right. Sorry, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's got to be, I mean, it has to just be, let me ask you this. When you walk out to the patio to water the plants, are there plants immediately outside of the patio door? Well, I mean, my patio isn't that big, but no, I have to take like five, six steps, something like that. Yeah. Right, and you would open the screen. I mean, because they can be hanging out right there, and when you open the door, I mean, it doesn't take much, right? It isn't that you have an infestation in the house, right? Well, Five? Is that an inst- no. every day? No. I, no. 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 Um, okay. okay. So let's do this. So uh, have you been have you been outside to water the plants yet today? No. Okay. And as we're and you're in your place right now. Correct. Do you see any bugs flying around? <laughs> Only in my head. No. <laughs> there's no. Okay. No, there's maybe, no bugs flying around. Maybe this, maybe there's a different show that you need to call into. <laughs> we don't have like a psychiatry I, show. That I, would be a good one that we could I have on WGN. I, was talking, I thought I was talking to Doctor Phil. Yeah, Doctor. Sure, right, right. Get over yeah, yourself. Uh, right. That's what I. That's not what he yeah, said. Right. Um, but I do you know. see anything around there now? No, no. Okay. No. All right. So. My guess is it's you walking out the door. When before you open up the door, just take a look around the screen. Okay, they do make yeah. uh, they do make a flying insect spray that you could spray. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. He 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 sold me the Ortho Home Defense Flying Bug Killer with yeah. essential oil. Yeah, so that's a little. It's a little uh, more environmentally friendly than the you know real harmful stuff. And uh, yeah. Dan and Pat Harris. Dan and Pat Harris. It just came to me. Harris. They're Harris's. Okay. They're very nice. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, use that around. This is what I would do. Open up. Use a sliding glass door. Correct. Okay. Open up the sliding glass door before you go spray the uh, plants or you know water the plants, and spray around the perimeter of the screen door. Okay. Let that sit for a little bit and then go out and water your plants to see if that doesn't make things a little bit better. It'll create like a little barrier that they may smell something as they approach and turn around and walk the other way. But they don't walk. They fly. They walk, but. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, I got it. All right. Uh, should I do that o- over the front door too? Yeah, or? anywhere you're going out, it creates like a little barrier, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, what the, what the, the Scott over there told me to do, which I did, is I that you know the sump pump was going off all the time, so I went down and I sprayed you know all this stuff all around the sump pump. I don't know if that he said I don't think that's it, but that's the only place where there's water. Yeah, right, right. You're not putting anything in your coffee in the morning, are you? <laughs> I'm not telling. I am not. <laughs> Good. Telling. I like you. I like you. You can call any time. All right. Do this, okay. and I think you'll be okay, all right? All right. <laughs> I, excuse me. Why I, now I'm scratching my arm like I have a mosquito bite, all right. which I don't. Right. It's funny. All right. Lindsay's all itchy this morning, too. You guys must be calling. You must have talked to each other. <sighs> well, I called three or four times. It's oh, Whatever. We won't get into that. All okay. Right. Thank you. Um, yeah. No, thank you very much. I'll try that. Good luck. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857 557 Lou is our phone number. 
have a question for Lou? Well, I've got a problem from that cold snap we had. My heater went out. Now's the time to call. I have a 20-year-old granite countertop, and I was just wondering how I would deal with it. Lou Manfredini's taking your calls live right here. And that laminate floor is going to shine like the top of the Chrysler building. And right now on House Smarts Radio. Well, I'm working on a building. It's a true foundation. 857-557-4LOU is our phone number. 857-557-4568. Go back to the phone lines. I'm going up to heaven. I lost Bill on line one. Who's on line two? Good morning, caller. You're on House March Radio. Good morning. My name is Victor. Hi, Victor. Uh, I've got. Hi. I, my uh, patio table, the the tempered glass broke on there, Ooh. and I hate to throw away the table. It's an aluminum table. Um, I don't know where where to get a replacement for it. Victor, where do you live? Wheaton. Wheaton. Okay. So, um, I mean, you can go to a. You're going to have to go to a glass company. Do you have a vehicle that's big enough to put the table in? Yes, and I did go to a local glass company here in Wheaton. Yeah, and they quoted me four hundred and fifty dollars for yeah. it. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think I paid two hundred dollars for the table. Right, right. So I mean, it's not, and they they were quoting you like a laminated glass. Uh, just a, they said a tempered glass. A tempered glass, yeah. That tempered glass is not inexpensive. I mean, here's the thing, you know, the way, and it's round, right? No, it's a rectangle. Oh, okay. Approximately right. 30, 35 right. by 60. Right. So, you know, when you buy this pa- these patio furniture sets and they have the glass tops, obviously they're mass producing it. So, you know, the, it's glass it's a large piece of glass and you know the way it works is they have to cut the glass first and fit it in there and then they have to go get it tempered and uh, so it's a whole process and you know i was going to say it's probably going to be about 500 bucks um i mean you could shop around maybe you could find it a little cheaper but you cannot put regular glass in it it has to be tempered or laminated glass and um you know, it's just a question of you. You could probably go buy a patio set for for four hundred bucks with new chairs. It's almost like a yeah. You know what? It's it sort of reminds me of it. It's sort of like the cordless tools that we uh, you know that everybody uses now. The batteries are so expensive. That's where all the money is. That uh, yeah. You know, if you need a new battery for a cordless drill and you come into the hardware store and buy it, the battery costs almost as much as a brand new drill that'll give you two batteries. You know what I mean? So you, you, I mean, it's crazy, but you could buy the new drill, th- hang on to the new drill and put it in a drawer just for the batteries. And in your case, it may be, uh, it may be wiser for you to just buy a new set or a new, ta- okay. or a new table. Fantastic. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Victor. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LOU. Uh, this is Dan. Dan's in Chicago. Hey, Dan, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. Uh, good morning, Lou. How you doing? I'm doing well. Dude, I was calling. Um, I have a house in Lake Geneva area by Lake Como. And I, um, it's, it's an older, it's a 1945, I think it's a Cape Cod. And it has like a half a basement underneath. So you go down, there's a 
concrete foundation and cinder block walls and other sides kind of just open dirt, clay, what have you. Um, and it looks like it's post, you know, up holding the house up. Well, the house is starting to settle on one side. And I was considering lifting the house, excavating the whole basement, and putting in a new foundation. I was just wondering what your opinion on that might be. Mm. Uh, would it be worth a while? I know it's a big endeavor, and it's uh, going to be expensive. But I was just, uh, just wondering what your thoughts were on that. Are, is this your primary home, or is this a second home? It's a secondary home. I have okay. a condo in Chicago. And and the basement currently is at, um, like, is the ceiling height not that high? Um, it's probably six and a half, seven feet, you know, okay. the, uh, the bottom of the, the joists and stuff right. like that. Right. And I, do, I mean, I, I can use it. There's a, a slop sink down there. There's a washer and dryer. It's usable. I just get water when it rains. We're on the downside of a hill. Right. Um, it's not really standing water. It's just I'm, concerned, I'm can, uh, concerned about mold and, and things like that. And basically, the foundation I had um, uh, Permaseal come out years ago, and they're like, "Well, we could do an epoxy on the cinder block." And I, I was thinking, you know, for like ten or twelve thousand dollars or something, I was thinking, "Well, if I'm going to do that, why not go all the way and you know make the house marketable if I ever want to sell it?" Yeah. And have you uh, have you not at least have you have you have you looked into what it would cost to, to do that with the foundation? I, I looked into it. I had a contract up there I was working with, and then all of a sudden she just stopped calling me back. I know to lift the house, I'm looking at least twenty to twenty five thousand. Um, the the rest, I'm guessing maybe twenty twenty five to excavate, twenty twenty five to put in new foundation, and that's guesses on my part. Well, I mean. <clears throat> You're not too far off. I mean, I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask. I don't know how big the house is. How many? How many? What, what would you say the? What would you say the? Like the lineal footage of the foundation is. Like if you just you it, know started probably, in one corner and went yeah. around. Yeah, I, I think it's probably about twenty two, twenty four wide, mm-hmm. and then maybe thirty deep. Right. So my question you know, to you is: if you if you were to invest. $75,000 to put in a new foundation and raise it up and get it what you want, okay? And then you look at the rest of the house and the shape is it in. Could you sell the house and get that seventy five grand out? I believe so because of the area it's in. Um, unfortunately, my, my wife and I, we bought this like 13, 14 years ago. Not unfortunately, it's been a great place to escape and everything. Yeah. But we had the whole house remodeled. Oh. And then... We should have addressed the foundation problem first. Okay, but but, but okay, but here. So here. So my two questions for you, and then I got to go to news. The yeah, seventy. Yeah. You feel like the seventy-five grand you could get out of it, and not to pre- But can you afford the seventy-five grand? Yes. Then do it. Do it. Okay. Do it. You'll any get time, any contractors you know up there uh, in the Lake Geneva area for somebody like that. Um, I mean, it's a big job, and you got to get the right kind of concrete guy. You know what? Hang on a second, because I do know somebody up in that area, and uh, I'm going to put you on hold, and uh, don't go anywhere, and uh, I'll get that information for you. Okay. 
getting ready to tackle those home improvement projects on your own? Do I need to fan that out a little bit and then put some mud over it, or what's the best way to do that? You can do it. Give it a shot. How good are you at doing mud work, John? And if you need any help, Lou's here to walk you through it. Um, well, I'm, I'm about to find out. Now back to Lou Manfredini <laughs> and House Smarts Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to House Smarts Radio, Lou Manfredini. Um, are you thinking about downsizing? I know for many of you that is uh, probably a topic where you, the house is too big, the kids are grown up, you're you know taking up space, and maybe you want a little less to manage. And uh, and I think that that whole concept can be a little overwhelming. You know, not only are we talking about the real estate market and how tough that is, because if you sell your house, which you probably do in two seconds, then you have to find a place. But then you have to figure out how all this stuff that you've accumulated over the years is going to fit into your new downsized place. Well, there's an organization, a company actually, that can help you figure that out. Joining me on the phone line is Amy Smith, who is a senior move manager with a company called Honoring Aging, which is a senior moving and downsizing service. Amy, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thank you for having me. Um, did I kind of set that up a little bit uh, okay, that that, that that downsizing can be a little overwhelming, and that's something you folks can help with? You did perfect, and that is exactly right, and that's exactly what we help with. So tell me about how it all works. If, uh, you know, you've got a, a couple maybe that, uh, you know, they, they have this nice big house in, you know, Naperville or, or Aurora or, you know, maybe Skokie, and, and they're going to they're gonna downsize to a smaller home, and they may need help just sort of figuring all that out. Yes. So the first step is they would need to figure out if they're moving or if they're looking to stay put in their home mm-hmm. and just need downsizing help. Okay. But then we would set up an initial consultation. Um, so we would send, like myself or one of my coworkers, to go out to their home and meet with them and have that initial consultation where we can really talk to them, see what their needs are, see what their moving plans are, and then really dive deep into what they need and then the services that we can offer. I would imagine it would be... So that would be really that first step. Right. And um, and so you kind of determine whether... So for the sake of the, the conversation, if someone's downsizing, right, they're, they're moving to um, really sort of a, a smaller home, but maybe still wanting to live independent, uh, what are some of the things and the, the questions that you ask the clients and, and work with them to kind of help them visualize how it might be living in a, you know, I'm coming from my five-bedroom house, you know, in, in one of those towns that I mentioned, and I'm moving to a little three-bedroom three home somewhere or, or a two-bedroom condo for for the sake of argument. Exactly. And we run into that all the time where someone has been in their five-bedroom home for 45 years mm. with a basement, with a two-car garage, and it's like, how do I do this? <laughs> so... Yes. So one thing we can do that we really suggest is a customized floor plan design. And that will really be the tool to help figure out what furniture can I bring with me? What furniture will fit into my new space and where will it fit? Um, So the way the custom floor plan works is we would 
measure all of the furniture that they want to bring with them. Right. We measure the home that they're moving into. And then we do that customized floor plan design in our program to really show them what they can bring. So it isn't like going, oh, that couch will fit over there, and then they get it there and the couch doesn't fit. You're going to make sure that that couch fits in that spot if that's where it wants to go. Yes, 100%. (laughs) We want to know ahead of time what will fit and what will not fit. seems like um, one of the things that this does is kind of relieve a little bit of the stress, right, to have a little bit of a, a... uh, somebody with an eye that, especially when you've done this a lot, right? Because you, you've probably seen some mistakes and, you know, you can kind of help people avoid those uh, when they're doing this process. Yes. One of our goals is really to reduce the stress of moving on our clients. And yes, we have seen so many mistakes where they don't want us to do a floor plan and then they're trying to cram that five-bedroom house into that two-bedroom condo mm. and it just doesn't work and then they're paying extra for the movers to move all this stuff back to their house they're paying more for us to pack extra that's not going to fit um it really can turn into a disaster without the proper planning right and and do in your services do you also help things like maybe make making recommendations with a moving company or packing or unpacking or setting up do you help with that kind of stuff too yes so then when it comes time to the actual move our team from honoring aging we come to their house we bring all of our own boxes and materials and we do that packing ourselves And we pack everything in the house that they want to take with them, like all of the kitchen stuff and electronics and lamps and all of that. Mm. And then we do hire professional movers who will then come on moving day to move all of the furniture in those boxes into their new home. And then our team would be the ones to unpack. Oh, wow. So then we, yeah, we do uh, making their beds, plugging in their lamps, hooking up electronics, and really getting that new home set up and organized so that they can just move right in. You know, their bed will be made so they can go to bed that first night um, and have it all done. You're sort of like wedding planners for the move, right? You're, you're, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it really is. I mean, I think that if you think about it, it can be moving can be such an overwhelming, um, you know, concept for anyone. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things you have to check off the list. So, and tell me if I'm wrong, but so my wife and I are going to downsize and we hire uh, you folks at Honoring Aging and okay, we're moving from this five bedroom house. We're moving into this three bedroom house. Just, I want you to handle it all. Help me. Uh, it says here you'll even help with uh, estate sales and and even relocation and stuff like that, right? Yes. So we can handle an entire move from A to Z. Um, you know, some things we don't personally do, like estate sales. Sure. But we work with estate sale companies all throughout the suburbs. We have a whole vendor list. Um, of approved vendors that we have vetted, that we trust, that we can refer to. Right. So we can refer you to that estate sale company. Or if you need a donation company to come pick up your things, we can refer you to that. Or we can um, work with you to do that downsizing. Mm. So we call that sorting where, you know, if you needed help before you move to go through your things, we would go through the kitchen with you. 
look to see what you want to keep versus what you're going to maybe donate. And then we can pack away that donation for you and haul it off. Oh my gosh, Amy, you're going to be my new best friend when it comes time to move. I love this whole, <laughs> I love this whole idea. Um, just because yes, there are, you. yeah, no, because there's just so much to do. And I think this can be so helpful for people in particular. I'm sure that you've got a lot of clients that maybe, you know, maybe don't have a lot of family or they don't have anybody to turn to. I would imagine too that, um, you know, most of your clients are a little bit older. And so, you know, physically, you know, you can't be hauling these boxes up and down the stairs and doing this all yourself. So having someone like you and your team of people can really be so helpful. Exactly. Yes. We meet with people who either they don't have kids or many times now the kids are spread out throughout the country or even overseas. So they just don't have that local support. And that is where we come in. Um, And the same thing with getting hurt. We've met people who are trying to do it themselves, but then, you know, their back hurts or something or we've seen people fall. Yeah. Right. 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 so, yeah. Um, okay, so you're uh, based in the Chicagoland area. Do you work uh, primarily in the Chicagoland area? Like, give me a geographic area so we can give out your phone number and website. But when people are listening, if they wanted to get a hold of you, kind of what's your area of, of, of work for clients? Sure. Um, so we travel up to, I would say, north. Like, we do Gurney. Um, we do out to Northbrook. We'll go into the city. Uh, down to LaGrange, Orland Park, okay. you know, and then out to Geneva, St. Charles. So um, kind of like, a, sounds like, a, yeah, it sort of sounds like a, like a 30 to 50 mile out of the city of Chicago type of area. Yeah, I would say we do more in the suburbs than the actual city of Chicago. Right. Um, but yeah, we go all over. Mm-hmm. That's and awesome. And if someone needs a service, but they don't live in the Chicagoland area. Yep. Um, maybe they're in California or Texas or something. There are companies like ours all throughout the country. Um, honoring aging, we belong to a national organization. It's called NASM. It's the National Association of Senior Move Managers. Oh. And they can go on that website and just type in their zip code and find a company like ours across the country. All right, give me the website and the phone number and give it to me twice so everybody can write this down. So the NASM website to find a company like ours but outside of the Chicagoland, that would be www.nasmm.org. Okay. And what about for you guys locally here? And then locally here, our website is www.honoringaging, and I'll just spell that. That's H-O-N-O-R-I-N-G-A-G-I-N-G.com. Okay, and how about one last thing, a phone number, because we, we still, we I have a lot of listeners that still like using the phone. They call in every Saturday, God bless them all, and so they call me, hopefully they'll call you. Oh, sure. Our phone number to the office is 630-524-9282. Amy Smith is a senior move manager at a company called Honoring Aging. If you're thinking about downsizing and would need some help 
Uh, sounds like from soup to nuts. These are the people you should call. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Uh, continued success to you and your company. Thank you, Lou. This was so much fun. All right. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4, Lou, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Hi, Elise. Hi, I was wondering about exterior brick staining, if you had a recommendation of a product to use. He's answering your questions. Who's going to do this work? Uh, myself and my husband. And taking your calls live. Tell me about the brick you have now. Um, It's ugly. That's all I know. All you have to do is call. You know, a a couple that stains brick together stays together. Right here on House Smarts Radio. Talking truth. Yeah. You know, you know what the you know what the Gen Zers say about that? Like a couple that bricks uh, stains brick together. Like when you're telling the truth, you know what the lingo is? That's no cap. No cap. No cap. I did know that. Did you know that? Because well, you're not a Gen Zer. I learned. But you from knew your, no cap. I learned from your son. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome back. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. This is Betty in Spring Grove. Hi, Betty. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'm calling because I have a problem with my wood floors. I've been using the Bona products on them, and over time, they are starting to show kind of a hazy film on them, mm. and I don't know how to get rid of that. I don't know if they changed the, the formula of the product or what could be causing no, it. No, you shouldn't be... Um is it everywhere? Um, it's most noticeable in the hallway and in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I use the bona, and then it's if I walk on it um, in in bare feet or stacking feet, you can kind of see the footprint. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Um, um, wait, wait, wait. There might be a problem that that shouldn't be. Okay, well, let me ask you this then. If you so, if you do the bona, have you tried uh, just for the sake of argument, like taking a, um, no, not a damp rag, but even just a dry, like cotton rag, and just in a small area doing a little wiping, and does it get any better? Like, are you um, are you home right now? Yes. Okay. And can you see your hallway right now where you're talking to me on the phone? I can move there. All right. Tell me what it looks like. Kind of do you see that little haze that you saw before? Man, what do you live in South Fork? How big is that hallway? No. Man, wait, wait. Oh, don't wait. Get in the golf cart. Here we come. No, I had to turn the lights on. It's oh. finally raining out here. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, I can, I can see a little bit of the haze. Okay. Do you have a hand? Do you have like a cotton rag anywhere handy by by you? And 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 and, and do you have the ability? I'm, I just don't know. Like to get down and wipe it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she's walking back now. She's taking the. No, you, you have I, one of those people movers, like at. You have one of those people no. movers in your house, like at O'Hare, where you go under to go to Terminal C? 
It took me a minute to get I'm down kidding. on my hands. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So So in a I circular went. motion, like a wipe an area. Yeah. And just when you do that with the just a dry cotton rag, right where you wipe it, is it better? Yes. Okay. Okay, so I want you to I want you to go on the back of your bottle and I want you to contact Bona directly. Okay. Tell him exactly what you told me and what you just did and say, hey, I think there's something wrong with this product that I bought. And see if they will send you a new product to fix this. And all, here's the other thing. You use the microfiber um, pad, right? Yes. And you, how fresh is that pad? I wash it after every use. Okay, but how old is the pad? Uh, pretty old. Okay. Before you call Bona, I want you to buy a new pad. pad. Yep. Okay. So now I think that's the problem. It's the pad. Ah, okay. The the microfiber that's on it is not microfibering anymore, and it needs a little help. Gotcha. Try a new pad. If that works, then call me back. If it doesn't work, call Bona. Okay, will do. Appreciate you, Betty. Have a great day. Thank you, you too, Lou. Bye-bye. 857-5574, Lou. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. More House Smarts Radio is coming up. At Center Guard Plumbing, they have a little say. You're tuned in to Lou Manfredini. How can I help you? Our dishwasher smells. Yes, good morning, Mr. Lou. Sir, I have a problem with my boiler. We have been uh, plagued with fruit flies. Uh-oh. And we have apple cider vinegar. We've crushed bananas. I've sprayed them with Windex when I see them. He's taking your calls live right now. Oh, are you watching my big fat Greek wedding? Put some Windex. Oh. Oh. Please, please. Is that what you were doing from that scene where you just spray everything with Windex? Hula, <laughs> this works. Let's get back to it and back to Lou. Right here on House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. 857 Lou. Um, well, I want to talk to you about um, a new uh, restaurant that's opening up today, which is uh, really just an amazing place. You may have seen random uh, posts, if you follow me on Instagram, about a place called Will's Place. And um, Will's Place is a non-profit uh, cafe located in the heart of downtown Skokie, Illinois. And um, it is opening. Their grand opening is today. And uh, the address is 7927 Lincoln Avenue in Skokie. Um, their website is Will's Place. Skokie.com. The whole idea of their goal there is to create meaningful employment and vocational training opportunities for adults with uh, disabilities. Um, Adults for, you know, the, the, the reality of it is for adults with disabilities, job opportunities are often minimal. Um, and, uh, obviously you've heard me talk a lot about misericordia. They work very hard to provide, uh, job opportunities both on their campus and help uh, find um, employment for their residents outside of campus as well. Well, Will's Place is uh, is trying to do that as well. These job opportunities are often minimal. 
15% of the general population struggles with both physical and intellectual disabilities. 82% of adults with disabilities are unemployed. Will's Place sets out to change that statistic in its own community. And so this place is being opened. Uh, some friends of ours are connected to this, family members that are part of it. They open today. And so if you're in that Skokie area and you're looking for some delicious lunch opportunities, um, I'm looking at their menu right now. They have a turkey and dill Havarti sandwich. Doesn't that sound wow. good? Well, you don't eat meat, right? Arugula, tomato, avocado on a PQB chibata. Who doesn't love chibata? It's so good. Right? Best bread. I love they bread. Have a, they, you love bread. Okay, I'm going to do another one. Tomato, or no, summer roast beef. Another thing you won't mm. eat, but Don and I will. Oh, yeah. I Tomato, arugula, cheddar, get this, horseradish, <sighs> Ooh. pickles on a seeded roll. I'm there. Does that sound delicious? Sound Man. Delicious. All right, this is for you, Lindsay. Yep. Tomato, pesto, panini. Ah. Uh. That sounds Provolone and basil on a toasted sourdough bread. I love some Ooh. sourdough. Sourdough's no joke. Provolone too. No joke. Who doesn't love sourdough, right? Mm-hmm. Then they also have hot dogs and chips, which probably is delicious. I'll take that. Pasta, pasta salad, potato salad. Um, that's their grand opening menu, which is today, Saturday, uh, July 8th, is their grand opening. Will's Place. Go to willsplacescokie.com. And um, I'm really happy for them. I'm really happy for, uh, you know, the whole idea of this nonprofit providing uh, job opportunities. I know the people that have put this all together and they've worked really, really hard. Um, Located at 7927 Lincoln Avenue in Skokie. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm super excited. I only wish them the best success in the world for all of them. And, uh, Go get them, Will. You're awesome, and your family's awesome, and everybody that works so hard. Congratulations, and uh, just nothing but the best for all of you. That's awesome. 857 557 4 857 is our phone number. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines here and talk with, um, I believe it's Tom in Sheboygan. Hey, Tom, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. <clears throat> good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. What's going on? Well, um... We live in a, a ranch home, bought it about 30 years ago, and before we bought it, the people remodeled, and they put a family room on the one end of the of the ranch, and I've been trying to figure out how to pump some air-conditioned or heat air into that room, so about 20 years ago, I put one of those flexible um, things you could buy to, like um, for heat duct, the flexible ones. Flexible. And then I installed a small fan in the vent. Oh, oh, uh, the, oh. the heat duct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I'm not getting much at all. No. And I'm I'm all the way. The family room is on one end of the ranch. The furnace is on the other end of the ranch. Okay. You, my friend, are a candidate for a Mitsubishi HVAC split system heat pump, and this is going to solve oh. all your problems. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Mitsubishi. So there's. So, are you familiar with these? What they call these split system HVAC systems? No. Okay. No, I'm not. Um, the best way for me to describe it is, you know, when you go into like a like an older hotel or a motel, 
and you go in and the air conditioning and the heater is under the window and you go there and push the buttons and that oh, sure. okay yep. it doesn't look anything like that but that's why but the point is it's a smaller ver, but it's a smaller version of that so they make these right. it's like they call it a cassette so it is a it's a uh, um uh, an appliance that mounts to the wall either high or low typically high um, and the contractor will come and drill one three-inch hole in the wall. And they're going to run their line set and their wires. They're going to hang this cassette in your family room, and maybe maybe low, so you don't, like, under the windows, okay? Outside, they're going to okay. put an inverter. It's not a condensing unit, but for us, for the sake of argument, you know, it would be like your air conditioner condensing unit. The difference with these is... They're rectangular in shape, so they're skinny and they're tall, and they'll mount it either on the side of the house on some brackets or they'll put it on the ground, and they run the electric to it. They're silent, okay? I mean, you and I, you and I, Tom, could be standing next to it having a conversation with this tone of voice right now, no louder than that, okay? It has its Uh own thermostat. You can use it to heat and cool your home, and your family room will now become your most favorite place to be because you'll have such great um, you'll have such great heating and cooling comfort there. Okay, so there's a bunch of different manufacturers that make these things, but in my opinion, that they happen to be a sponsor. But the Mitsubishi stuff, I've been talking about this product long before they were advertisers. And they have a, a a vanity website, which is getacomfyhome.com. Okay. That's just so they know that you and I talked about it, and they can say, well, that Lou Manfredini helped us okay. sell some HVAC systems. Um, and there you now, can... That, is that powered? <clears throat> all is electric. That powered by electricity, then? All electric. So... They'll probably have to All run. Electric. They'll probably have to run a circuit where the family room is. Is there a basement underneath it? Crawl space. Okay, and so and and but they could run a, a line through the crawl and get back to the panel, right? Oh sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. you know, the, this okay. is Tom. You know, people are like, "Oh, I'm going to add insulation. I'm going to do this. My house is so cold." You can spend. This thing will probably end up costing you installed about four thousand dollars. Okay, but okay. it'll be the best four thousand right. dollars you've ever spent. Well, it sounds like it because in the summer that room gets awful warm. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you what. So you can yeah. use these. You can use these as a supplemental thing. I'll tell you. You know, we 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 have a home in southeastern Wisconsin, and the the and the house has you know central air conditioning. And um, uh-huh. and the room, the main room of the house, the kitchen kind of opens up to a big, great room. Actually, this weekend, we have a bunch of friends over for this annual, what we call our couples weekend. And it's our friends and our kids now. So our house has 40 people in it. Okay. Now, no air conditioning oh, yeah. system is designed when they design a system, even in your house, to provide cooling or even heating. Well, heating is not a problem. Cooling when you have 40 people in there because they're like a bunch of hot engines running around, right? So I have one of these uh, split systems installed in the main great room 
that I use as supplemental heat. And when I turn that on in conjunction with my regular air conditioning, if I wanted to, I could hang meat in that room. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. Sounds great. Get a comfy I home. I for all your advice, I'd invite you up. I'm, I'm cooking brats out right now. You come up and have a brat. What are you, Johnsonville, I hope. Are they Johnsonville? Oh, he, did I lose you? All right. Thanks, Lou. All right. Well, uh, Johnsonville brats are delicious, and they're from that neck of the woods. Good job. Get a ComfyHope.com Mitsubishi split system. It'll work just great. All right. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. We're tuned into Lou, your favorite handyman, right here on House Smart Radio. House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, 857-557-4-LOU, 857-557-4568. This is Scott in Elgin. Hey, Scott, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. I have a question. Um, looking, uh, like, I invest a little bit in real estate, and uh, older homes, like, built in the 1900s with the basements that are, like, cold. I think it's, like, seven feet. What they typically do, I guess, is they break open the concrete, dig down the dirt several inches, and uh, then re-pour again. Right. Um, is that like, is that very involved? Where like, where you have to take out the existing furnace and water heater, and uh, do you have to do anything with the footings? And then do you have to temporarily support it, like the existing beams there? It just seems like you don't open up a can of worms, but I don't know if it's just like you know whatever several inches to meet the code. Um, any. Any idea about that? Well, so I've done a couple projects like that, and it is involved, and um, and and you you end up tending to lose a little space because. So if you now if it's a brick foundation, I mean it it, it varies, right? If it's a brick foundation, mm-hmm. it's it's tricky because you can only pour sections at a time, and so you know they would dig out. They would form up, and the footing would have to be wider, you know, to and and they would pour the concrete like up to the brick, and then they would have to fill in that gap to keep it all supported. And and you know, there's a chance that, especially with an old brick foundation, that it starts to collapse when you do that. If it's an old concrete foundation, mm-hmm. it tends to stay together a little bit better. But even then, they do it in sections, and so you know. The real issue, kind of like that gentleman that called earlier uh, in the Lake Geneva area, is it's a big investment, and so you have to ask yourself, what's the upside in all this, right? So, you know, there's not a lot of contractors that do this work because it's kind of specialized, and so that tends to mean that it's a little more expensive because, you know, you you don't have a lot of choices, right? But... um, Mm -hmm. You know, if you say you're so you're investing in real estate to ultimately sell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, 
you probably, in my opinion, in something like that, you'd be wiser to spend more money on the things that are sexy and that people like. And then, well, it just has a small basement with low ceiling height, and that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? And gotcha. and you and and then you know you 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 have to on a piece of paper. I mean, I, I I've bought and sold a lot of real estate and 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 done a lot of renovation, and you really have to you have to look at you know your your end goal in all this. And so you could spend like that gentleman that I I spoke to up in Lake Geneva. You could spend seventy five grand now. If you're going to go flip a house in a year, you're not going to get that money. And the basement's going to get smaller because that footing um, had to be wider to compensate for the weight and to get it all done. And, you know, what are you benefiting from? So if you clean up the basement and make it, you know, if it was wet, you know, you do the drain tile and, you know, maybe... I don't know, maybe you add a bathroom down there and, and, you know, it's not perfect, but it's another bathroom. Um, but then upstairs, you, you know, you do a really nice job in the kitchens and the bathrooms and the rooms up there. And, you know, that kind of stuff, I think from, uh, if you're looking to flip a house and make some money makes more sense. And the, you know, the basement is the basement. Gotcha. All right. Thanks, Lou. Sure. I mean, that's just my opinion. And I mean, you got to, Everybody has to kind of answer those questions for yourself, but you know it. It. it I think that the the hard part, whenever you're doing any kind of uh, home improvement or or trying to invest in your home, you you really owe it to yourself to talk to a lot of different people to get as many opinions as possible because a lot of times people can be pigeonholed into one thing or or well it's just convenient and I like this person and what they're telling me makes the most sense. And then you go and do it, and then six months later, somebody comes over and says, well, why didn't you just open up that wall and make it whatever? I mean, you know, you know, I was, I was, Lindsay and I were talking about the fact that, you know, you're looking at houses and, and houses that need a lot of work, and, you know, you, you yourself, you admit, I mean, here, here you are, I'm just telling somebody the story. You're this very creative, uh, you know, smart person, but you have a hard time visualizing when you look at a house like what it's going to be. So and that's, hard for me. And that's not uncommon for a lot of people. And uh, and certainly, you know, the opinion that I just gave to that gentleman, that's my opinion. It's, not, it's certainly no, it's not the gospel. But, you know, a lot of times, too, you know, even if you work with an architect or a designer, they can give you some input and some ideas on what to do. But, um, again, it's only their opinion, too. A lot of times it's a good idea to... Get that, sit on it, kind of let it percolate a little bit, my favorite word, and um, and then say, huh, I wonder if, uh, if I put the bathroom over here or if I did this over here. You know, you can kind of play around with it and, um, and make it just right. But, um, again, when it comes to investing in real estate, uh, you know, I, I was giving the advice a long time ago, and I've shared this with a lot of people. It's never about what you pay for the property. It's what you can sell it for when you're done. That's the key, right? And uh, I've always been a big proponent in investing in real estate. I think it's still a really smart place to put your money, even though I know the money's a little bit more expensive. You know, later on, David Hochberg will tell you all about that, but it's still a great time to buy. It's always a great time to buy property, in my opinion, and, you know, on property that has land because they're not making any more of it, right? There's no more land being created. And, uh, you know, if you get into a horizon where 
you can at least sit on that thing for five years, you will definitely, definitely benefit 100%. All right, we're going to do our Just Text Me segment. Let's do that after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Klepp. Time for Just Text Me. How do you do this? Maybe it's your fingernails. It's easy, look. It's that easy. And sent. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. It's so funny how we don't talk anymore. But you can text me. I like talking to you people. But you can also text me at 857-557-4LOU. You know, when you think about it, this radio show really utilizes the phone as it was intended to be. People call, right? Maybe we should stop doing just text me because we're just, you know, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. This is like you got to keep up with the times. Right. Who talks anymore? Who talks? Well, we talk. Well, we do. But we also text because you certainly have a lot of texts. All right. Well, why don't you go? We'll we'll answer a few of them and then we'll get back to the calls. Great. First one. Lou, so great. We have a brand new shower, glass shower door. Is there something I can buy to keep the water spots off? My husband will not squeegee. Oh, yeah. You know what I would do if he doesn't want to squeegee? Squeegee. Uh, Wet and forget shower. Once a week, keep it in the shower. You spray the door in your birthday suit right before you get out. And then it will keep the soap scum and, you know, the spots and stuff away. It'll do an amazing job. And uh, you'll be amazed at at, at how well it works. So try that. Wet and forget shower. It's a really good product. What about your bright and clean? Well, that is the bright and clean is good for when the glass looks bad. But if you stay ahead of it with the wet and forget shower, you won't need the bright and clean. So smart. Lou, what's the name of the product that you suggest to use on Corian countertops? I think... Well, this product that I use on... Corian countertops, like to clean it. Well, with Corian, you know the thing with Corian, um, it's a solid surface material. You can really kind of use any kind of cleaner you want, but I would make it a mild cleaner. Um, Granite Gold makes a daily cleaner that's designed for granite and quartz. You can use that on Corian certainly. It's pH balance and would be a fine, you know, I would just stay away, even though Corian is solid surface material, um, you don't want really harsh cleaners on there because a lot of the Corian does have a little bit of a finish to it and it will dull that. So the uh, granite gold daily cleaner would be perfect to use on that. And would you say that? Wow, you're really aggressive on that button. Your button is very buttony today. I buttony. Yeah, I, You're, you know what? But I think it's you, because like when you type on your computer, this woman—if you ever hear her type on a computer—I want to be me. the keyboard salesman because I would make <laughs> a fortune off of you. And you're like very aggressive with the button. Well, how about I you type? How about purpose, a little? How about I like I know, but how about a little daintiness on the button? Well, that's me. Dainty, dainty is all. Uh, you, Lou, you Daisy have talked that Daisy Dainty, Daisy Dainty, Paula Pickle. Pickle Paula and Tic Tac Tina. All these different names. I know. All my alter egos. Right. I love it. <laughs> okay. Keep going, Tic Tac. Lou, you've talked about a bead of clear caulk at baseboards to seal drafts. Would the same work around interior window trim? trim and what is the removable caulk you've recommended? 
Uh, it absolutely would be, if you want the removable caulking, better. Uh, the removable caulking is called Zip Away uh, or Peel and Seal. There's a couple different ones. Um, and um, But the clear caulking to seal out drafts, yes, it absolutely, between the baseboard and a round window trim, just get regular, clear latex caulking. It goes on white, and when it dries, will um, will um, go clear, you know, after it dries, and it does a really nice job. And um, it will seal out the um, it will seal out the drafts. It will make a remarkable difference uh, when you use this product for sure. So yeah, you absolutely can use it um, in that space. And uh, will make a really, really nice difference. Those are like little bitty tidbits that you can put when it comes to making you more comfortable in the home. And it'll also help with bugs, you know, ants or whatever. We'll, we'll seal it out for sure and uh, make a huge difference uh, when it comes to being more comfortable in your home. In particular, you'll notice it more when, you, um, when it's really cold outside and those drafts are coming through. All right, that's our Just Text Me segment this morning at 857 857- Five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. Um, I want to remind you too. I talk. I'm going to give it one more time. The Toro July giveaway. It's the hedge trimmer from Toro. So just go to wgnradio.com/slash/contests and enter to win the Toro sixty volt Max Flex Force hedge trimmer, part of their sixty volt battery platform that you can use that same battery in over 75 different interchangeable tools. With Toro, you can use one battery, and you can do it all season long, no matter what kind of tools you want to use. The Toro system works great. That's available at wgnradio.com slash contests, and uh, you'll find it there. 857 557 is our phone number. This is Kim in Lamont. Hey, Kim, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Great. Thank you. I'm hoping you can help me out. Me too. So I have a brand new bedroom set. Yes, me too. I have a brand new bedroom set. I had guests in there over the weekend and I have some kind of random oil stain. It's a white bedroom set. You can only see the oil stain like if the sun is reflecting or in the mirror. And I, I don't know what to do to get it out. An oil stain where? Well, it's on the top of the dresser. So, like, somebody left something, maybe, like, the top of a makeup or a makeup oh, white or something. Oh, oh, oh. It doesn't look like the finishes. Like, if you feel it, it doesn't feel like the finish is worn off. But you can see it. You can see it from, you know, different, different, you know, ways you look at it. Okay, the mirror and, it was, and, it was, and it wasn't there when you, when you first got it? No. Mm-mm. Right. Well, we're not inviting those people over anymore. Exactly. Right. right. That's it. You're out. Um, right. Um, so somebody said try mineral spirits. No, I already no, did that. No, no, somebody no, said, no. nope. That, no. Yeah. Uh, here's what I want you to try. Um, can okay. I, may I ask you, where did you buy this uh, bedroom set? Uh, from a furniture store online, actually. Okay. So it's a wood finish, right? Like there's a stain and a finish on top of it. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my guess is it's probably an oil-based finish. That's my guess. I want you to go to the hardware store. 
Um, okay. And, and get something called Howard's Restore a Finish. Howard's Restore a Finish. Mm-hmm. And a small container. Okay. Like a little plastic container at the hardware store. And I don't want, and the, the instructions will call for quadruple zero steel wool, but I just want you to use a microfiber towel. Okay. Now, this is a petroleum-based product, so it's stinky. You're going to open up the windows, okay. and you're going to put a little bit in the container. You're going to wear some rubber gloves. Put, like, a drop cloth down, because I don't want you to get it on the carpeting or whatever the floor is. You're okay. Gonna, you're going to put the microfiber towel in the container of the Howard's Restore finish. Buy the neutral. Buy the neutral. There's there's some with colors. I want you to buy the neutral color. Okay. Dip the... Dip the uh, microfiber towel in there, wring it out, then gently, not with a lot of pressure, but gently with the grain of the top, go back and forth. The full width of the of the the chest of drawers or whatever it is, right? Okay. Then take a clean cotton rag and wipe that away. And it should look brand okay. new. Okay. Okay. Right. So is this something that I should test in a small area before I do it across the entire top? Um, like it's nothing that's going to eat the wood away or anything, right? No, it's, it's just going it's, it's to put what, a new... It, what it's called, it's a wood amalgamator. It helps to blend in the finish on the top. So, I mean, you could try it on the side, just a, a little section on the side, you know, where you don't see... But it should work. But go yeah, go ahead and test it on the side. Make sure. Because if it's a water-based finish, it won't mm-hmm. work. But I doubt that it is. I bet it's oil-based. Okay. And this is something that I find in the paint section, Howard's Restore a Finish. At the hardware store. Okay. All right. I'm going to try. So, so like, the cornstarch, all that stuff, that, that's not going to pull it out of no. the wood. Because no. it's a finish. Because it's no. got a... Okay. No. So I need I need something to go over it and make it. It's gonna like new blend. Again. It's gonna blend in the finish, and that's why I don't want you to put a lot of pressure on it because if you put too much pressure, you'll actually take the finish right off. Oh, okay. Have you ever gone? Okay. Have you ever gone to get a facial? Yeah. All right. You're giving the top of that thing a facial. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna try it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Cam. I appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven five five seven. For Lou. Broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after the. I may not be living in Chicago, but I can still listen to my dad on House Mars Radio. It's like I can't shake the guy. Now I know how my mom feels. <laughs> that's funny! It's so cheesy. Ah, uh, full of bad dad jokes. I know that's exactly how you wrote it to be read, too. Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Riding on the city of New Orleans. So, you know, Mallory's in town. We have this little friends get together. Monday morning. And uh, we went into Lake Geneva, and they have a little farmer's market right in the downtown Lake Geneva. Beautiful. And um, there was this uh, gentleman. His wife makes these homemade uh, earrings, right? And he's selling the earrings, but his wife is the artist. Beautiful. Butterflies and just so my wife and I are there looking at um, looking at the earrings, right? And he's standing there. And behind him, there's a snare drum and a cymbal. 
And I go, what's with the snare drum and the cymbal, you know, as they're looking at the earrings? And he goes, are you ready for a dad joke? I go, sure. And he goes, uh, what happens to a priest when he mixes laxative with his holy wine? Any idea? Something what happens when runs a priest, right through you. Well, it's a, it's a religious movement. I was like, I go, you do this all day? He goes, all day. You do, oh, God, it's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> and he's just got this little snare drum, bum, and he does it right there, and he's just telling all these jokes while he's selling his wife's earrings that are beautiful. <laughs> God, that is so funny. Oh, my God, right. it's so fun. Right? I mean, come on. That's great. I love I love people willing to, you know, just kind of make it their own. That's awesome. 857-5574, Lou. 857-5574-568. This is, um, is this Kevin or Kim? I think this is Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing great. What's going on? Hey, I had a question. I'm talking about the power mention the furnace going to a room, but it's not a different different situation with the other guy. I got a two-story house. Uh, furnace is in the basement. The upstairs, as typical, is uh, I got a couple rooms over the garage. They're three to five degrees warmer during the summer and three to five degrees cooler in the winter. Uh, I was wondering if I put power vents right by the furnace to push up into the room. Uh, a couple rooms up there, that would make a Big difference just for those couple rooms. Um, what's your opinion on that? I read stuff on the internet. I don't really get a plus or minus feeling on on that from the internet. Uh, I'm I'm not following you. So you've got central air. When you say power vents, you mean you're putting fans in the ductwork to move the air? Yeah, power pump. Yeah, I want to put. Thinking about putting fans right into the venting down right. by the furnace. Right. To help push the air to these two rooms up to the second uh, floor. Yeah. Um, have you tried Have you tried balancing the system out by closing the vents on the lower level first? Yeah, I've tried that. It, it doesn't raised it a little bit. It doesn't make a difference. Enough, uh, okay. And uh, and it's the upper level that is that's hotter, right? That's a, it's a, and and did you say it's a split level house with like a center staircase? Yeah, I got a staircase uh, on the first level going up to the second. Yeah. Okay. L- let's try this as a test before you go through all this. Uh, th- see, the problem with this whole thing is that th- th- it it just there's no guarantee that it's going to work. But what I want you to try okay. as a test, I want you to take a box fan, or actually, no, well, a box fan will work. Put it at the base of the stairs, and put that fan on medium okay and let that thing blow up the staircase okay the problem is the staircase is like a giant piece of ductwork and all that cold air that you're trying to force up there is just running down that staircase which is why the first floor you know is probably more comfortable than that second floor if you create some pressure to keep that cold air up there it may make a difference now it, it is, it's not super convenient to have the fan there, obviously, but 
The thing is that even if you force more cold air by putting these fans in and investing, you know, a fair amount of money to do this, it's still going to come down the staircase. So this would be a way for you to test. If you tried this for 24 hours, you know, I mean, right now it's not that hot, but when we get back to where that air is running all the time and you're working that heat, you'll probably feel a difference. And instead of it costing you, you know, a couple thousand bucks, you can buy a brand new box fan for $25. Okay. And it might make a difference for you. All right. Sounds good. Give that a try. And if it works, then you know that's your real issue. And then still try and balance, right? I mean, in the room closest to the thermostat, shut that vent 90% of the way, right? Because that thermostat on the first floor is sensing that temperature on that room, but not up in your space. And, um, you know, if that still doesn't work, then you may want, you may be a candidate for one of these split systems where you can do one inverter and up to five different cartridges. So you could have one in each room with its own thermostat. And, you know, long term, it's, it's probably makes the most sense for overall comfort. I've said this before that if I was building a brand new house today, I would be heating and cooling it using one of these split systems. That's how I would heat and cool my house. Each room would have its own dedicated thermostat, and the house would be all electric, you know, for the heating and the cooling, and you would have pinpoint coverage in every single room, which is just amazing to me. Thanks so much for the phone call. You know what? That's our last call this morning, sponsored by Mitsubishi Electric. When you're heating and cooling your home, Mitsubishi Electric is the last call you need to make.